Hey, what's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode here on Burn Your Boats with Matthew Lestalia, your host. Faithful and loyal as always, always here for you guys, ready to uh, take on another week. I say that um, exceeding the amount of ability, <laughs> exuberating confidence on top of what is actually there, and I don't mean that mentally, I just, uh, I had a fun little incident occur two days ago where... I went down real hard, and if you follow me on Facebook, um, easy to find, follow the last name, Matthew Lestalia. Um, I'm there, and you know, that's where you see a lot of the, the personal stuff from my life, and you kind of get to see the uh, the little escapades that me and my wife get into, and, and it's, uh, it's a good time. But we had, um, we had just climbed Mount Rogers, the highest elevation point in the state of Virginia at 5,722 feet, so for all you rock climbers and mountain climbers out there, it's uh, piddly nothing, but uh, for me, that's the highest, um, I don't know if it's the highest elevation I've ever been at, but it's the highest point that I've, like, I've climbed up to where I sought out a, a, a peak and then and went out to go get it, and um, it was, it was fun, it was a blast, we had a really good time, and because of my my historic injuries attained through uh through the airborne community paratroopers in the in the US army um every time that I do it it's uh it, it leaves me a little uh battered and and tattered and <laughs> not in not in the best shape and so there's always recovery time and interestingly enough I was recording an episode for the Matt and Adam show with Adam Adam Messer, and of course, you know, check that out on on uh, on all of your podcast mediums, and you can follow us along the Matt and Adam Show on Instagram, and Matt and Adam Show, um, I believe that's the name, mattandadamshow.com is the, uh, the Facebook uh, website link, um, but anyway, I was, I was, we were in the middle, I guess we were actually at the end, we were at minute 14, and we tried to do these 15 minute segments, and, uh, in minute 14, I lean over, I, I, I bend over to grab my phone, not my watch, my smart watch from the little charging station I'd put on the ground um, in the living room. And I leaned over to grab it. And when I went back up, my back just said, nope, no, you don't. <laughs> you ain't going back up, son. <laughs> and so uh, I, I went up and I and then I, I started going down and I tried to go up and every time that I tried to go I, it, this was like a like a three stage slow motion old person fall like oh <laughs> and uh, every I kept trying to go back up and my back just gave out more and more it was just straight there was a straight hard stop you will not go above this elevation point <laughs> and so down I went finish the show strong and I, I I dare you to go in there and to find the moment where where it shifted because I bet you that you can't <laughs> that's that's how professionals work <laughs> but uh but to that point, um, that's the reason that I unfortunately am not able to come to you via video today. I am just, I've been laid up on the couch and and been essentially demobilized, you know. And I've, I've been, you know, trying to do all the things that that I've learned over the years to take care of and recoup and all that stuff. So I've been alternating ice and heat. Um, I'm not at the point where I feel the strength or the um, the capability to to roll it out 
I just I don't I don't even think that I could support myself physically enough to hold myself on like a on the rolling bar to uh, or the rolling the foam pad to uh, to support my body up um, to keep it from going full pressure on there, which would then just probably put me right back to where I started. But between that and the tens unit um, that I've been using, it's I'm, I'm starting to gain a little bit mo- a little bit of mobility back, which is which is nice. It's always nice. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason that I'm uh, I'm not able to kind of get up and get get the studio up and running to do the the video portion of the show. But I did not want to leave you guys without an episode for the week, and so thankfully I was hit with some uh, some inspiration from from my time here laying on the couch. And it's it's probably not what you think. It actually came from a documentary that I was watching um, from the from the Chicago Bulls on Netflix called The Last Dance. And so uh so over the last 2 days I've been watching this. And and I, it was great. I it, it's I'm actually not fin- I think that I'm in the last 4 minutes of the last episode right now. And I uh I I you know I get I get like a bird. I'm like, you know, ooh, shiny thing over there. And so then I'll stop watching it and and start doing something else and trying to bounce back and forth between uh work, the show, enrolling at uh the college that i'm going to be going to and and all of this good stuff and so um attention is spread but uh but yeah so so i so i'm not quite finished but i think that i've seen pretty much all of it and like i said i think it was great and i'll admit that i am quite largely biased in this because uh, i'm a huge bulls fan and so uh, a little bit of my origin. I'm I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, so not a whole lot of pro sports teams kicking around that area. Um, a lot of people would would latch on to geographically um, close um, sports teams. So I know a lot of Chiefs, uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans, when it came to the NFL, and um, and one of the things for us is that for when it came to the NBA, and when I was a kid, they uh, on like the the normal cable channels we would get all of the Bulls games because they were so close. And so that, that would be the game that would kind of auto default to when a game would be, be broadcasted, it would be that it would be them. So even when they weren't, weren't being broadcast nationally, I would always get to watch the game. And as a kid figuring out who I would like and who I want to follow as, you know, as far as sports went and, um, how could I really make any other choice after seeing Michael Jordan simply dominate the sport you know it it just beyond anything like and that that's that's kind of was like my introduction into basketball was was to watch michael jordan growing up and uh and so so that's that's my bias just just want to lay that out on the front end um for anybody because that's uh because it's there so Knowing that, I thought the documentary was fantastic, and there were a lot of amazing themes and, and morals to derive from the documentary, you know, but but to me, the, the clear and unambiguous theme was that every single time that Michael Jordan got knocked down or challenged, and he did, you know, like even the greatest of all time had setbacks and obstacles and losses. But every single time he got shut down, the same words, the same mentality, and the same ferocious spirit arose. I took it personally. 
that's what he would say in, in the documentary. It shows him after each one of these things happened, he goes, oh, that was it. That was the thing. And then I took it personally. And this lit a fire inside of him. It boosted that insanely competitive nature that was already there inside of him. And it, and it bumped it up to a whole new level. This is using a very basic function, very basic, very fundamental part of our mentality. And it's that we're, we are emotional beings. You've heard me say it a million times. You know, we are emotional beings and we make choices emotionally and then rationalize it logically thereafter. By acknowledging this and by manually tapping in to the emotional part of our beings, we can accomplish things that we never thought imaginable. And, and Michael Jordan is just he is the perfect example of this. And of course, Michael Jordan comes with that an insane ability that to play basketball and great size and, and physicality but you know he had to work out to get bigger and that was a big thing he was there was a series where he was getting dominated I think it was by the Pistons and just physically manhandled and physically manhandled by the Knicks and and it changed it ch he changed his course he's like I gotta lift I gotta get bigger I gotta get more physical and um and yeah so so but continuing on it was one of my favorite parts of this documentary in a different series, I think they were playing the magic, but I don't remember. Um, one of my favorite parts of this documentary, though, is is the the end of one of the playoff games they were playing in, and uh, I I believe it was a formal a former Bulls player uh, that I think it was. B.J. Armstrong? I don't. I'm so awful with names. I literally just watched the series, <laughs> um, but he had switched teams, so he played with Jordan. And he played with the Bulls, and he switched to this other team. And uh, so he's he's on he's on the opposing side of the court, and they they played game one, and Jordan didn't have a good game. Um, and this this dude, I, I'll reference him as Armstrong, and I'm, I apologize for all the Bulls fanatics out there and all the sports fanatics that are like, that's not it. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, he went up to, and he had a really good game. And so and he went up to Michael Jordan at the end of the game. He put his arm around him, and he said, he said this is all recounted by Michael Jordan. This is what Jordan said after the game. He said, he came up to him, put his arm around him, and said, good game, Mike. And this ignited Jordan. This like created a sense of fury, and, this, and it it launched Jordan to a new plane of existence. He went out and absolutely obliterated, just dominated the court for for the rest of the series, and walked away with ascension to the next level in the playoffs. Now, you could like my first thought was like that's pretty measly. Like that's pretty uh, that's pretty insignificant thing right he just said oh good game so this could be taken you know as an offhand comment you know either sincerely like hey you had a good game or even in the worst interpretations they might you know i would probably say yeah whatever man forget you um like if he's being sarcastic good game man like yeah no all right jerk get out of here whatever move on um but that's not the way that michael jordan took it he took a hold of this simple basic three-word comment, really good two, two-word comment, good game, and said, nope, nope, that's it, I'll show him what a good game looks like, so like I said, he took this and dominated not just the next game, 
but the entirety of the series, the next like four games in a row, just smashed them. I think they ended up winning four to one or, or three to one. I forget what I think it was probably three to one. I think at that level of the playoffs. Now, so so that 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 in and of itself, you're like, holy cow! Like that's a way to 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 tap into that emotional mindset that we have, right? That uh that the ourselves as emotional beings and tapping into that and, and and latching your performance to your emotional state and like the combination of those things just just creating this fire and this this passion and this drive to to succeed to to not even see failure in the windows. I not only am I going to win, but I'm going to destroy this person. Like I'm going to personally humiliate this person because of this, because of good game. So buckle up for this next development in the story. This is, this is why this particular story stood out to me. And, and why I felt like I needed to do like a whole episode dedicated to just this part of this documentary because it's so beautiful and it's so incredible. Like I, I want to use this and I will use this for the rest of my life. Okay, so enough build up, right? So years later, I mean years later, Michael comes out and says he completely made up the story. It was completely fabricated. It never happened. He didn't do this to discredit uh, Armstrong or whoever the guy was or, or to create discontent or hatred. Well, I mean, he didn't do that to, to do that to him publicly in his persona. He did that to create discontent and hatred within himself for that person and for that team. He created this story from nothing. Because he knew that he needed to tap into something emotional, into that emotional center and stoke the fire and destroy the competition and clearly to mark himself and his team as the best of the best, just the absolute greatest of all time. This is an acknowledgement of ourselves as emotional beings, like I had said. And this is where we mess up. I mean, in this day and age, we feel as if, you know, we've set ourselves so far apart from our ancient ancestors with our technology and our suits and ties and dresses and cars and planes and screens everywhere and our manners and our etiquette. We feel like we're different beings entirely than our caveman roots. But we are those same beings at our base. Our brains still operate the same way. We have the same chemical surges. We have the same neural pathways available to us. And our instincts are still there inherent inside of each and every one of us, every single one of us today. Our problem is only when we don't it's the problem is when we don't acknowledge this reality. I mean, not to go on a political bent, but this is this is the problem with every single 
political ideology ever, you know, or, or economic philosophy at least, whether it be Marxism or socialism or communism or even libertarianism and free marketism, is that all of these are based in in really really decent theories actually like really decent like if 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 it was in a vacuum if these ideas were in a vacuum completely separated from the way that humans actually operate they would work fantastic if you took away greed and pride and motivation and desire if you took away all of these things the system all of those systems would work stupendously well but that's why they don't work that's why none of them work perfectly that's why none of them implemented on their own creates creates utopia it doesn't exist because it, they, none of them take into account, none of them better than capitalism. I'll say that on the outright. None of them better than capitalism to, to acknowledge who we are as a people and use it to our benefit. Capitalism is the only system ever devised that has you create, has you benefit yourself and increase your personal gain and monetary value through helping others, through providing value to others. It's the only one. Everything else is, is I create value, enough value so that everyone else can be, can be satisfied as well. You know, it's, but I don't, it's not, there's no incentive to create more value because you don't personally receive anything. It's it, the, all of the benefits of it go away from you. And so that's a, that's why that doesn't work. And now you know you can get into all the cronyism, and and it's really I mean there's there's a million reasons why why there are are hiccups with capitalism, but it's it's the it's the best system that we've come up with to date. And and I'm excited to to bring in another one that we haven't tried and give that a shot, but on a national scale but so far that's that's hands down unquestionably the best one anyway back away from politics <laughs> um so but you can so so the whole point is you know we need to we need to acknowledge the emotional part of our being we need to acknowledge this reality but when you do the power that you can what hmm the power that you can harness from this acknowledgement, try to word this the right way, the power that you can harness in your personal life from this acknowledgement and from taking action based on that reality and that acknowledgement, you can, you can do something that few others are able to do. When you can tie your purpose and your mission and your success to an emotional state of being, that's that's when you get access to this lifelong satisfaction. You know, one thing that I've said recently in a, in a, in a quote, not to, to be so arrogant and pompous as to quote myself, but uh, the, the thing that stands between you and satisfy the, st- 
let me let me rephrase. I'm gonna misquote myself. <laughs> in your life, the thing that stands between victory or success and satisfaction is gratitude, right? And so gratitude is an emotion and it's tapping in to that emotional self. And and, and I'm coming out with a whole training program that's just for gratitude called Gratitude as an Action. And I'm, I'm really excited to bring it out to y'all, but that's not what this is for. Simple plug, it's coming. You'll see previews. I'll hook it up. And it's and it's all it's all for y'all. I, I love it and I love y'all. And I'm, so I'm trying to create more for you guys so that you can be better, so that I can be better. But this this is really where we get the separation from the good and the great because the good are going to sit there they're going to dig and they're going to drive and they're going to fight um and they're going to win right but the great are the ones that that can push it to a whole new level just like just like Michael did to a whole new level because he tied it to that emotional self to that emotional being inside this is what separates the the thinkers from the doers because you can, all of us have a million thoughts a day how many people take action on it the ones that are emotionally tied to the thoughts that they have and and emotionally tied when you emotionally tie it to your identity and that was the thing that michael did is that his identity was a winner it was i work harder than other people I am the greatest, you know, and, th- and that is, those are the two most powerful words that we can use and it's, and it helps to create that identity. And that's a very important thing. What kind of person are you? It's not, who do you want to be? Who are you going to be tomorrow? I will get the homework done. I will do this. I will do that. Those are great. Those are fine. Write it down. But you accomplish those things through your identity you you hold yourself accountable to your identity you you are the person that you want to be like you you do that say i am a finisher i am a closer i see things to the end i am two most powerful two most important words that you can ever use for yourself are i am and that's what sets that's what sets the good from the great that's what separates the doers from the thinkers and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to leave you guys cut too short. But that's, um, that's really what I wanted to get out, and that's, that's what I wanted to touch on. We, we've got a lot of big changes coming up in the show, and we've got, like I said, we've got a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff coming your way. Um, well, I'll be, I'll be pushing some stuff out. I'll be pushing some teasers and some trailers out. But uh, the show, the show name, I know that I've been talking about it for a while. The show name's going under rehab right now, and the the focus is going to be fine-tuned and and laser you know on on improvement and what we do and what we're able to do to get ourselves to that next level that's that's what i feel like my mission is is to help you get to that next level and we can do that through mentality shifts and the first the baseline thing that we need to do first is to be is to find gratitude. Gratitude is is our anchor that that brings us that can bring us back from the brink of devastation and launch us forward on a whole new path. And that's the reason that I decided with all of my training programs that the first one I wanted to publish and get out to you guys was one on gratitude. It'll be called Gratitude as an Action because that's what it needs to be. That's how you improve is you take that emotion and you set it into action. And that's going to be what 
I'm going to be teaching. It's what I'm, the lessons I'm going to be facilitating or the skills and the tools required in order to really maximize gratitude and, and to create that optimal living. So I appreciate you guys so much for coming up. I'm so excited about this in the future. Again, I'm really sorry that I wasn't able to get on video. Um, I will as, as the health comes back in order and I get things straightened out, I'll be coming back on, um, with you again. And until then you guys be safe, do great things. And I will see you here again next week.